Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Gabor Blow, CEO and founder of Trucksters, a long-haul transportation startup that's raised over $20 million in funding. Gabor, thanks for chatting with me today, and how did I do on pronouncing your name? It's actually Gabor. It's a Hungarian name. I'm originally from there. Although, whatever I go, they pronounce it in a different way, so I <laughs> stick for whatever you may pronounce it. All right, perfect. And before we begin talking about what you're building at Trucksters, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Awesome. So actually, what defines me is uh, actually coming from childhood, I'm a son of a Hungarian diplomat. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, my whole childhood was about living abroad. We lived a couple of years in Argentina, then in Brazil, moved to Spain, back to Hungary, and actually started college in Spain uh, in business administration degree. From there, I went on to strategic consulting as mm-hmm. my first job, spent there two years. And it was throughout these this consultancy years that I stayed in touch with one of my college friends, Luis. And we always had this dream of building something. Actually, in college, we had a little company that was doing some events for college students. But mm-hmm. we always had this desire of uh, doing something bigger. And uh, every weekend, we got together in Utah Cafe and... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, launched some entrepreneurship ideas. And in one of those afternoons, you know, we decided, okay, let's do something in transportation. Mm-hmm. And through that, you know, we went on speaking with truck drivers, with people in transportation, and we saw a clear you know, opportunity there. And that's when we decided, okay, let's do it. And this was four and a half years ago. And then that's where uh, you know, Trucksters was born. Amazing. And to talk about Trucksters a bit here, in simple terms, what does the company do? We are, as you described in intro, it's uh, quite a neat one. We are a long-haul transportation company, and we do what we call an ultra-express transportation service. So how does that look like? We have some multinational customers that want to ship goods from one part of Europe to the other. Let's say Spain to like Madrid to Amsterdam. What we do is we have trailers, our own rented trailers, and we use a relay system so that these trailers do not stop from when they load to when they unload. So basically, we are switching, as you know, these big tonnage trucks, or 24-ton trucks. They have these two parts, the trailers and the heads. So it's actually the heads, they are quite exchangeable. So in the specific exchange points, we are switching the trucking heads. And in this way, you know, the trailer is, is there in, in Amsterdam in 27 hours in this case. Compared to the traditional industry, they usually do this in three days' time because usually one driver can only drive nine hours. Right? So that's around 600 kilometers a day. By switching the heads, we don't have this problem. Mm, got it. Interesting. And who's a dream customer for you? These are multinational companies, basically in four specific industries, which are textile, perishable foods, electronics and courier express and parcel dash e-commerce basically because they value a lot one of our four basic value propositions which is one speed two safety 
you know, when trailers are parked in parkings, there is a high risk of thefts. Actually, in Europe, we have this data that 12 billion euros are being stolen every year in parkings. So, wow. of course, for high-value products, this is a huge damage. So, of course, if the trailers do not stop, there is much less risk of thefts. Third value proposition point is visibility. Of course, mm-hmm. all of our of these trailers are geolocalized, so they have this GPS inside. It's the only way that we can use you know, our algorithms to actually optimize the transit times and, and minimize the costs is by having them with the geolocation and customers also value it. And the fourth point is robustness. And it's an interesting concept, which actually I'd say I've got more and more in the spotlight after COVID. And if you remember when the Ever Given ship blocked the canal, they're in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So now companies are valuing that their supply chains do not break much more than the price. So basically, to do relays, we need to focus our capacity in specific corridors, which are routes that are linked to two regions. Let's say in our case, we have three corridors, just to give an example right now, which is central Spain, the Madrid area, 200 kilometer radius, uh, linked to Benelux and Western Germany, also mm-hmm. 200 kilometer radius through this route. So what we do basically is fill up this route with volume of trucks moving up, down, up and down. And that means that if there would be a problem with the relay, like uh, tire brakes or the driver sleeps more than he needs or or whatever operational problem, there is a lot of other trucks nearby that can prioritize the time-sensitive loads versus the not-so-time-sensitive loads. So that's what we call the robustness of a corridor, which are also valued a lot by these high-value customers that we have. Got it. That makes sense. And what's long-haul trucking like in Europe now, just in terms of the market? Is it controlled by you know a couple of really big players? Is it fragmented? What's the state of the market? I define it by three different points. One of them is it's ultra-fragmented, for mm-hmm. sure. Some statistics for you. There is, for instance, in Spain, 200,000 trucks, and there is 100,000 transport companies. So an average of two trucks per company. In Europe, there is 6 million trucks in total, long haul, short haul, whatever. And the company that most trucks has is a Lithuanian company with around 7,000 trucks. So it really does show the ultra fragmentation of the industry. The second probably defining factor is the lack of digital processes or technology. Also, probably due to the ultra fragmentation that they have, but Transport companies are very traditional in their way of of working, so very little digital process involved. Uh, A lot of things are done pen and paper. It's also very, very peculiar in in this sense. And I'd say the third point is basically it's in the middle of a big change. So actually truck supply is decreasing basically because of the driver shortage that we have in Europe. I think you have it too in the U.S., Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be a driver anymore. It's a tough lifestyle being once a week outside of home. So actually, the drivers that we have are getting retired. And there is no new ones getting into the trucks, which means that there are less available supply. And also, because a lot of recent changes is impacting the this traditional company's business model. For instance, the energy crisis in Europe right now, the fuel costs have almost doubled 
for a transport company, it's almost 30% of their cost is based on fuel. And these little ones don't have the negotiating power to ask this from their clients. So we are also seeing a lot of like smaller trucking companies closing their doors. And that also makes the, this lack of supply be seen. And this is also coupled with the growing demand, mostly by the growing e-commerce channels and so on. And all the globalization also helped you know, to strengthen the demand for transportation. So mm-hmm. it's a perfect storm that if the transport industry doesn't reinvent itself, it's not going to last long. It's going to break sooner or later. Wow. And are you just operating in Europe now? And do you have plans to operate outside of Europe you know, in the foreseeable future? Right now, it's mostly Europe because of this corridor strategy that I mentioned earlier. So in order to ensure a good quality of service, we really need to focus our attention in some specific lanes. It has also a lot of network effects. So the more volume you have in certain corridors, you can actually be more cost-effective. Your relays become more robust. Actually, I didn't mention the value proposition for the truck drivers, but the relays actually help you split a longer distance route into different segments. So in the end, the truck driver gets a, a much better quality of life. He doesn't need to do the whole route, but only fragments of it. So they're sleeping much more at home. So that attracts actually the supply that is missing in the industry. So with more volume in these corridors, you can actually fragment more your actual routes. So it has a lot of network effects. So our strategy is keep on opening corridors and corridors. Mm -hmm. But in order to open new ones, we consolidate old ones. Europe has more or less 17 corridors, which Mm -hmm. we've seen. Once we dominate those, of course, the US or Latin America could be also a very interesting target. Since distances are, are much longer. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. And what about market categories? How do you think about market categories? Are you building a new category, transforming this existing one? Actually, both. The Ultra Express concept is something new in the industry. Mm -hmm. There is the concept of Express, which is basically putting two drivers inside the same truck. Mm -hmm. In this case, instead of having the limitation of nine hours driving, you extend it to 20 hours driving which is the driving lift of two drivers plus two hours, which can actually make you drive around 1,500 kilometers. But if you want to do more than that, these drivers also need to sleep. So the relay system, if you apply to kilometers over 1,500 to distances over that, you're actually faster than the double drivers. And of course, much more price competitive. You only pay for one driver. So this is what we call Ultra Express. We won a very big deal for one of the big Spanish textile producers. Mm -hmm. um, They were selling a lot of e-commerce. And we have one corridor to Poland. It's around 3,000 kilometers. While the other transport companies were doing this in three days' time, we're able to do it in one and a half day. So this is the, the longer the distance, the more effective is the relay way of doing trucking. Uh, the, the faster it is. So it, it's what we call the Ultra Express category. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if we fast forward to the future, we think that there will be no other categories. So either you do relays or you die in long distance trucking mm-hmm. because you will not have supply. You will not have drivers who would want to drive your routes. So we do think that the relays are, are not just 
for those who are willing to pay more for the speed. But in the future, it will be for everybody who wants a transport service. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Now, let's talk about traction here. So since you launched, um, what year was it? Was it 2017, 2018? The idea came in 2017. It's when Mm -hmm. we started talking with the first drivers, first uh, transport companies. But when we actually founded the company, it was in 2018. Actually, it's uh, we had a rough start, to be honest. Uh, we had a very different concept than we had right now. We had the idea of selling a software that would help transport companies to make relays themselves. But then we faced the tough reality, which is described, right? Uh, transport companies are ultra-fragmented. So they were not able to make relays by themselves. The bigger ones, uh, very traditional and non-technological, they did not really understand the value behind it. So we had a lot of problems, you know, selling this product, which was a software. So then we decided, okay, let's ourselves be the transport company. And that's when we started you know, using our own technology to do our own relays. Actually, you know, you, you do need the technology for this because... It's like a mathematical equation. You know, you're always trying to optimize transit times, minimize costs, and so on. And with so many moving variables, like is in a transportation company, without technology, it's impossible. Right? Mm-hmm. So the first step was building the tech. Then we decided to be ourselves, the transport company. And once we decided that, we started to grow. So right now, we have around 20 million of annual revenues in euros. Mm-hmm. We're growing at a 20% monthly rate. Some huge customers are the biggest in their categories like textile, e-commerce, mm-hmm. for verticals that I mentioned. We raised over 20 million in, in funding. Series B is also coming up. Stay tuned. It's going to be in the following months. And the idea, of course, is keep on opening new corridors. Hopefully, when we have Europe covered, go on to to new pastures, like in US or Latin America. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, so good. Nice. Amazing. And let's talk about the future here. What is the future of long-haul trucking going to look like? It actually has to do a lot with this lack of supply that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So long-haul trucking needs to reinvent itself, for sure. Be this by digitalizing traditional processes, be it with relays. But also there is... Two other concepts, which I think we should talk about. One is environmental sustainability. So it's a lot of green movements going on in all the other industries. Actually, transportation is one of the industries that most pollutes out of all of them. I think it's a double digit in percentage-wise. And of course, there is a big problem with electric vehicles in long distance, which is basically that current technologies allows only for 250, 300 kilometers autonomy. So in long distances, if you would want to use electric vehicles, you'd need to stop a lot of times along the way. And that's well, not very effective, neither for the customer, neither for the cost of ownership, and so on. So way to, to solving this problem of autonomy, we think also that relays can be a, a solution. And if you put relays in um, every 300 kilometers, and in these relay points, also put chargers, you're actually solving these two problems at the same time. One, the infrastructure problem, and two, the problem of autonomy. Because then you would just switch truck heads, uh, ones that are not charged, to ones that are charged, you just hook again the trailer and keep on moving. So we think, you know, in order to incorporate electric vehicles into the long-haul trucking, you would need relays. And 
you know, if we don't change the, the environmental footprint of transportation, you know, it will also be a, a big problem for the future. And second, autonomous trucking. So that's also going to, going to come in, well, experts say 10 to 15 years. Maybe in, in Europe, it will be more due to all the geographies have their own politics and and infrastructures alike. So for these two, we think that, that relays can be a key. One, because of infrastructure. So there are probably going to be roads where autonomous trucks will be able to circulate and other roads that, that not so much, like very densely populated areas. It will be very risky to use an autonomous truck. So there, you'll probably have relays between human and machine. Uh, machine in, in these geographies or, or roads that, that could be automated. And then mm-hmm. humans for the parts that maybe geographies that didn't approve the autonomous policy yet, or this you know, high-risk areas like cities, crossings, or, or things like that. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. And what's your vision for the company? You know, where do you hope the company is, let's say, five years from today? I'd say that we don't want to be the biggest transport company of, of all, but for sure the fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, so you keep on working on that, right? opening new new corridors, new geographies, have more capacity. Right now we have around 130 trucks moving around. By five, the five-year plan is to finish with more than 2,000. So we have a long, long road there. Our first electric truck is coming in next year, in January. So the idea is you know, in five years' time, we have a considerable percentage of this fleet being electric, building you know more AI into our technology. Right now, it's starting to be smart. You know, it basically we use the AI algorithms in the planning part of the business, which is matching shipments with trailers with truck heads. Right now, it's being predictive. We want it to be prescriptive in a couple of years' time, right? So being able to not just see future problems, but solve it on its own. So this is all related with scalability in the end. So probably a bit of all of these points. Nice. Very cool. Well, I think that's all we're going to have time to cover for today. If people want to follow along with your journey as you build and scale this company out, where's the best place for them to go? They could for sure go to our webpage, uh, which is trucksters.io. We also put a lot of new updates on our LinkedIn page. You can also find us there. And if you want something more personal, shoot me an email. You can also find me there in LinkedIn. All right. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And wish you best of luck on executing on this vision. Thanks, Brett. A pleasure to talk with you. All right. Take care now. 